jamming we are, Jordan. Yes, we are. Welcome. We're back. It's Brigham Young Money again. You're in the flesh again for the first time together in quite some time, actually. First time with you too, Kyle. I know. Okay. I, yeah. It's the first time the three of us have been on an episode for together for a minute because- It was like months. I know. I, I think it actually like has been weeks. months. It's, it's been like, I was gone for like two weeks. I recorded one with Greg right before I left. And then, fuck, yeah. Jesus. You left me to have to hold the bag and actually try and lead us through episodes. It was great. What the fuck's your problem? <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> Colin couldn't help uh, help fill the void. He he did that on the RSL podcast that I, that I also do, and they did a cute boy vote while I was gone to determine who's cuter between Colin and me. It was really rude. Who won? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually don't know. <laughs> Colin's pretty cute. He is really cute, but I, I've got I've got the uh, advantage of youth on my side. He's so elderly at this point. I do that, need like, to say he's that dignified. He is dignified. That, uh, Colin did watch the boy on Sunday oh, for a guy. second, so I could yeah. record with uh, the I Hate This Town crew, which That's right. is on its way. Fabulous episode. We talk Mormon mommy bloggers and yes. porn star names. Yeah, we talked a lot. We we did like a super long episode with with that pod crew and it was really fun. And that yeah, it'll be it'll be coming out on their feed. And we talked about so much Utah shit. MJ on that podcast it has like an obsession with <laughs> Mormonism and they're like uh can't can't get enough right now. So we talked. We talked. We did. We we did the gamut with them, and it was great. Yeah, they'll be on this podcast at some point too. Oh, yeah. for sure, absolutely. Yeah. But shout out to Colin. Thank you again yes. for watching my child, so that I could yeah, talk about doing, Mormon like, mommy bloggers. Yeah. So while we're doing friend shout outs right now, so <laughs> right before I came here, I played an indoor soccer game in which the team that I was on had like two subs with a total of like seven people and the other team I think had brought like all of their friends. So we played against a team that had like 18 people and they, we essentially played three teams and we only had the one oh, man. and one of them. So it's, it's a huge faux pas and probably illegal to go to ground when you're playing indoor soccer and like do like a slide tackle. So um, I assume, yeah, I'd assume, right. You would think, uh, but um, dear friend TJ, a friend of the pod, is at an Instacare getting his ACL checked out right no. now because he went down hard, got smoked Fuck. by this guy. Yeah, and it's like they were clearly going to beat us. Like they had, they had three times the amount of people as us. Like we were exhausted within like five minutes. The games are like thirty-five minutes long or something like that. It was never going to go well for us. But they just still were like going to ground early and late in the game. Just like not wasn't worth it. Anyway, huge faux pas. Uh, fuck that. But also hopefully TJ, you didn't tear yourself. If you did, uh, don't, I guess God you can wait, wait until winter to get surgery, I guess. Fuck. Um, yeah. Fucking brutal. Anyway, that's, that's uh, I kind of, I feel like I should have a stamp card for the amount of times I go to the hospital and I've yeah. had surgery. Um, like my Those next one should joints. be free. Yeah. But the, I have never had the ACL surgery. I, and haven't I am either. just, crossing my fingers yeah that i never have to have acl yeah, surgery the recovery is, is it's super fuck, it's up. like a year long yeah. it's fucking brutal yeah let's hope that's not the case <laughs> that's, yeah and yeah god damn anyway so uh any other friends that need our our, our, our well wishes at the moment god. <laughs> um, we're gonna open up a prayer wall we should do a prayer wall we could do the, the Brigham young money prayer wall 
Uh, prayers out to literally everyone in Utah during our COVID wave. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. So school, I, I was just like sitting there earlier thinking about how stressed I was. I mean, I, there is, there's like a sentiment that I see a lot of people have. That's like, Oh, like, you know, um, I'm just like, Oh, the people that are unvaccinated or anti-vax or whatever. Oh, well, like they'll just die out like better for me or whatever. It's like, that's not how any of this works. And also it's okay to care about people who are stupid. And also, um, we are about to start school in which like half the school kids in the state can't get vaccinated yet. Uh, and when does school start? Um, depending on the district, it's next week or the week after. So, uh, yeah. So I was just like, and I also don't, I think I've been like extra emotional for some reason lately. I don't know why I watched an episode of jeopardy. And like at the end they did like a, it was just like a two second black tribute screen to, Alex Trebek and I like teared up. I literally just glanced at the screen and my eyes got water. It's like, what the hell is going on? I'm just having to start singing the Wiz Khalifa Charlie Puth song. <laughs> I was just like, I, I was in passing. I saw the screen and it was like in loving memory of Alex Trebek, like always in our hearts. I was like, oh my God. And I like got all teary for a second. It's like, what the hell is happening? So I've been just like, just wait until you become a dad and I you can. start crying at fucking at, MasterCard commercials. I don't think I can at this. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I don't know what's going on with me. So, and uh, so I've just been thinking about parents a lot lately just because I work with people who are really stressed out about um, sending kids to school. Obviously, you, Greg, and like Colin and everyone else. Colin's daughter is old enough to be vaccinated, but there's like, I mean, we're talking K through six or whatever who are not able to get vaccinated right now. And right now there's just this debate about how to protect them, even though we know the things we should be doing to protect them. Isn't that right, Jordan? <laughs> yeah, we, you know, I think at this point it's been pretty well established what kind of protects people from uh, this disease, which spreads by just water droplets from your mouth. And apparently, you know, having distance between people and maybe making them wear a cloth, piece over their mouth is just too much of a fucking imposition to ask people to do. Yeah. Especially in this fucking state. Yeah. And like with the Delta variant, especially like official stats guy of the podcast, Robert Gerke of the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, What's up King? Yeah. <laughs> um, I will be slightly critical of uh, him in a moment, but uh, he, he, he does still tweet out the daily COVID um, report where with his, today with his fucking emojis. I don't, yeah, I, he, he reminds you to be sad about death. He did to his credit. The first time he ever did them, I'm pretty sure he used like a skull and crossbones for the death. And I was like, it's probably, I was like, maybe tone that down a little bit. So he does a frowny face now instead, which yeah. Thank you, know? you for reminding me that death <laughs> is sad. You don't, the, you don't have to use emojis, emojis man. Emojis are not necessary. For People your, can, you're like 46. Yeah. If they're on Twitter, they know how to read. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, the site would be very hard to use. It is, it is a little bit of a uh, fucking Gen speak and spell Is he Gen X? Journalist. He's probably Gen X, right? He's, yeah, he, he, looks he like seems a like Gen a Pearl X, Jam right? generation guy. Oh, I bet, oh I bet he Robert loves, loves Pearl Jam. Jam. Honestly, more power to him. But anyway, so we had a ton more cases today, but like, with Delta variant in particular, like this shit is like hitting kids way more than the variant, the original, the OG variant, the, uh, the, the one we were dealing with last summer. Um, 
Like in the last two weeks, Utah's had 12, 1,236 kids aged 5 through 13 test positive for COVID compared to 326 in the same period this time last year. Uh, Salt Lake County has had 354 in the last two weeks. In the past week, 11, 11 kids under the age of 14 have been hospitalized. He's got some really good graphs on here that really illustrate like what we're looking at this year versus last year in cases. Um, and like he, and he goes on to say last year, this time our seven day average in this age group was 22 cases a day. This year it's 90 cases a day. And this today alone, Wednesday, whatever today is the, I don't know what the date is. We had 127 kids age five, three who tested positive compared to 22 this day last year. It's not Jesus great. Christ, man. Um, yeah. Open up the schools. We're ready. So, like today, I, I, at the same time, um, Angela Dunn, who was the, I don't even, I don't know what her job was about a year ago. Like she was the COVID response person. Under she Spencer was the uh, state, uh, she worked for the state uh, department of health tracking COVID from the beginning. Like, yeah, she actually has credentials to like track diseases and their, <laughs> and their growth yeah. and She's, how to deal with viruses. Yeah. Isn't she the state epidemiologist? She was. Then she, once uh, Cox took over and all right. that, she right, right. pretty much is like, I'm out of she here. She works for Salt Lake County now, right? Yeah. She is moved right? down to the Salt Lake County De department of health. Yeah. So she uh, like through a County mandate, uh, it, it said that they're going to require masks for kids uh, K through six, which are all, all the kids who cannot be vaccinated. Seems like a pretty reasonable idea until they're able to be vaccinated. But the thing is, is that uh, the Salt Lake County Council can just undo that. And by all accounts, they likely will. And that is what's going to take place tomorrow. They're going to vote on it. Um, and one person in on this council in particular, Amy Winder Newton, she's a classic um, she says in, in, in her statement, she was asked about this, like about, uh, pretty close to a week ago. Um, she said, uh, you know, she's reviewed the data. She doesn't believe a mask mandate is the right solution right now because COVID is such a low risk for kids in this age group. I'm continuing to watch data closely. Um, the Delta variant though, more contagious is not shown to be more dangerous to children under 12. And, uh, even though like obviously far more children are getting it than we had last year. Um, and she, you know, goes on to say like, uh, that we need to focus strongly on the vaccination efforts. Again, this doesn't apply to the kids that we're really talking about. Um, and she also at one point said like, you know, we're not going to really respond until there's like, until we're in like a catastrophic situation. Like, um, how much more catastrophic can it get? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure either today or tomorrow, America is going to pass 620,000 people dead. Yeah. How, how, how much more fucking statistics and, and numbers and math do you need? Like, that's literally <laughs> the only number you need. And only going up, too. And at the same point, too, like you talk about like how, oh, it's no risk to like people under the age of 12. Well, OK, I I can kind of buy that logic a little bit. Do they live at the school? Because they're going to go home somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then what are they going to do then? If they're, if they're, if they get COVID and, but for some reason they don't have symptoms and they go home, spread to everyone inside that house. If they're not vaccinated and then they go on to people like for fuck's sakes, people learn how to do like <laughs> exponential math here. One person goes into yeah. a group of five people. 
And if two of those people get convict, get infected and then move on to somewhere else, they infect a couple other people. And that's how numbers grow. Yeah. And did you see how many cases we had last year? I mean, again, we have vaccines this year, but we're also, you know, the, our trajectory right now is worse than it was last year. And, you know, uh, this is another tweet from Robert Gerke where he was saying that here's the things that sort of worked last year, masks, distancing, entirely online classes or hybrid schedules, quarantine, exposed, exposed students. Here's what we're doing this year with more than triple the cases and a pretty nasty variant. None of those things. Awesome. So makes me feel great. Sorry. People got to go back to work. Go ahead, kids. And this is the thing that like just keeps fucking with me is like this time last year, you know, we're kind of known a bit as like the despair podcast yeah. and we're not always <laughs> super happy and positive. Um, and I remember this time heart. last year I was talking about just how shitty COVID was and us being boarded up in our houses and how, how much angst there was. Um, and rightfully so like it sucked shit. Yeah. To, you know, and, and, you know, my wife and I at the time were both working full time and had our kid and at home and, and it was super stressful. And and there was a lot of despair there because there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a vaccine and there didn't there didn't seem to be that light at the end of the tunnel. There's a light at the end of the tunnel right now. Yeah. And which only compounds the problem more because you're you're seeing this and you're seeing certain people who have run towards that light but there are so many people who haven't and are dragging their feet and either aren't going to get the vaccine or you know are treating it like it's an oil change and they'll get around to it when they get around to it yeah. like there's not there's not an urgency there and that just exacerbates things and makes it so much worse yeah. i mean also just beyond that too i mean we also have just become conditioned to just like accept it at yeah. this point. Like there's just people like, well, you know, this is what it is. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. The Kirk cousins approach to COVID. Yeah. Or and this, <laughs> this idea that like, I'm not going to let this disease like take over my life or yeah. I'm not going to let it like hamper, you know, my weekend plans or something like that. And like this idea that you're just going to like, let the, let the, you're going to roll the dice and let the chips fall where they may with like a pandemic that is killing people in bunches. And sadly, those mind blowing. And sadly, all those people are in positions of power now yeah. because from Biden all the way down, like everyone thinks like, well, you know, it is what it is. We're not going to do anything else. We're not going to shut down schools. We're not going to yeah, close Jim down Saki businesses. Was, was talking about that in a press conference. Yeah. And every state's pretty much echoed the same thing yeah, too. Everyone's doing the same thing. Yeah, right everyone's now. just given up. They've given up. They're not going to incentivize anyone to get the vaccine. Like they did like a few months ago. They're not going to have any sort of relief to people. And, and the thing is, we're going to have a wave of chronic illnesses from just the people who caught it and survived just yeah. beyond that. We're not even going to see the real cost of COVID for another five to 10 years. Yeah. What, what is, what is flu season going to be like now with people who have been infected with COVID and have those long-term afflictions? Oh, we're just not going to care about that. Like we do with everyone else in yeah. the American economy it's who just, somehow just a drain. Like how do I, I just don't, see how you can look at this and really have a ton of optimism for the future and not think that like America <laughs> is just a full fledged fail state. And it yeah. sucks saying this. I don't feel good saying this. I'm just 
you know, surveying the landscape and it doesn't give me a whole lot of hope. Yeah. How can you say like there, this is a functional country when you can't even tell people, Hey, we need to get a vaccine. So you don't die. And people's like, no, it's actually that's devil juice in there. Stay away. Yeah. I mean, but I kind of understand why I'm not obviously condoning it, but we get that with, you know, with everything in a failed state basically boiling down to a culture war and pointing fingers because we don't have that. Like how many, what's the percentage of Republicans who believe the election was stolen? Like 83%. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like low 80%. So my, uh, and then you're asking those same people who don't think that this was a legitimate election and that you have a fraud, fake government telling you now to go and get the vaccine. Of course you're not going to get people who listen it's going to be wonderful to see this uh, all play out in about five to 10 years. If we're just not in open combat, <laughs> if we haven't, yeah. If, if Dude, Utah isn't so, just a, a, a yeah. charred battleground of we talked about but wildfires uh, about this, like on this, on the hate, hate the sound podcast, but like uh, just how much things have accelerated just in the last year and people's political views. And like, just because people feel stronger more than ever, that they have to like have an opinion or pick a side on something um, in response to other things that they may not agree with. So it's just like, uh, yeah, that the something happened just in the last year and a half is, is nuts. And like someone, I think uh, uh, you guys are probably familiar with all gas, no breaks, but he started like his channel five thing instead. Oh man. And like, Andrew in particular with all gas, no breaks, like the work that he did last year, just going to all the different protests and just hearing what people were saying. You're just like, Oh God, <laughs> like this is it's not like people have always been nuts, but like shit's like he has been heating up. And like over the last year and a half in particular, it's uh and COVID just made people insane. Like, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, this is, this is something that people really need to understand too. Like everyone sees like the people on Twitter with like first name, last initial and a bunch of numbers with like just absolutely insane beliefs. Those are real people. Yeah. Like, you can yeah. say they're bots. No, no, they are real people and they are out there and they are angry and they just sit there and stew all day long. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. mean, I have a family member who doesn't necessarily believe in climate change, but believes that the government controls the weather and are, and is like creating this extreme weather as like a form of population control. That's like, these are real people. I honestly wish that were the case because then that would ostensibly mean there's an easier solution than what we have to do. Right. Yeah. That's more reassuring. I'll be honest. I, I, I wish I believed that um, I, other than like the alternative of what we, the news we got this week where there's just like unfixable shit that we're learning about. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, we're just, that's super funny. That, yeah. being, that being the optimistic view of climate change is that it's actually like government population control. Yeah, yeah, climate science now is just like a mechanic. Like, listen, it's not going to run the same way it ever, like it did in the past. But maybe we can get it back on the road. Uh, My God. Okay. So I don't even know if I want to talk about Spencer Cox, Todd Weiler, or like the experiment that Robert Gerke put forward on Twitter. Um, (laughs) I will will say really quickly about Gerke's thing. So he had this idea that he's like, through, like I'm, I'm pleading to the Salt Lake, uh, county council who's likely gonna you know veto what uh dr dunn did today with the mask mandate thing he's pleading that we should 
do masks for three weeks with the first three weeks of school. And then the council can get their way and we don't do masks anymore. And then he can be like, look, look at the data compi- comparing the three weeks where we had masks. And then ostensibly the three weeks after that where we don't. And then they'll be like, oh, my God, he's right. Like there are more cases. And then they're going to change their mind as if data has ever been what any of these people are operating on. That's what's so silly is like, like, I appreciate Robert for certain things that he does. But at the same time, he's got this like optimistic view of these people that are like he thinks they're operating on some sort of data-driven approach here where like if they just simply were to do this experiment and see the difference in numbers they'd be like oh oh my god Amy Amy Winder Newton is explicitly saying until there's like kids are going to be hospitalized and until there are is like some catastrophic or too many whatever that is which that is a very nebulous yeah, I, uh, number. I'd love to know what the it. specific number yeah. of children <laughs> in hospitals yeah, are necessary in order to take action in the middle of a fucking yeah, pandemic. It's, it's there's no number, and there was never a number. There was never a number when we did the state the state mandated mask mandate thing or whatever. It, they just waited until they felt like they couldn't wait anymore. It wasn't a number. It was just like the vibe. Amy has to see the number of SpongeBob casket orders go up first. Oh, what oh, Jesus. Jesus. What the and hell? then we can take action. <laughs> but oh, honestly, Amy's like, like <laughs> this is a conspiracy by Big Squidward. <laughs> no, this is honestly like it's West Dan Wing. Schneider's got his hands all over or his feet all over this. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Are you just trying to one up me on a horrible yeah, discount? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you top child casket? Yeah, well. <laughs> unfortunate okay but like what they're what like robert's talking about here is just like straight on west wing newsroom brain just yeah, like you're gonna you catch can, him you can oh, yeah. own him with logic yeah. he's like oh well if you see here the three weeks here in salt lake county child hospitalization has been way down compared to davis and utah yeah. county and they're just gonna say like no fuck off we don't like, care we don't care like could it there, literally doesn't matter a more perfect neoliberal solution than means testing your way through a pandemic man and that really is his way to like please just do it for three weeks and then we can compare it and it's like they don't care care. they They want the workers out there and if you have children at home you can't do that or if you have like people that have to work from like, or that have to do school from like a web-based thing from homes. That means there's workers off the streets. Yeah. Republican party is a fully capitalistic machine. Yeah. Yes. They want workers out there. There's no other excuse for what they're doing except for yeah. that. Yeah. There is, I keep going back to the, I think it was the, the Zizek quote of it's much easier to uh, fantasize about the end of the world than the end of capitalism. Like yep. it's much easier to visualize that. And that's really where we're at. Like, and also at the same yeah. point too, like they also just don't want to wave the white flag that, you know, we conquered COVID, especially under like a, a Republican governorship and a Republican legislature. Yeah. And then, oh fuck, we really just kind of screwed the pooch on this one. They're not going to do that. Yeah. Republicans yeah. never admit defeat. Yeah, they ever. don't want, they don't want to have to take any sort of accountability. Of course yeah. not. Yeah. I had somebody tell me earlier that like, uh, someone on Twitter was essentially saying that like, um, it was, it was in discussion of like, you know, I, I was 
asking Robert, like, why would you think there would be this experiment after a year and a half of this shit and they, it would change their minds? And somebody was, was like, hopefully they will see the data acknowledged and proceed further. And I was like, they literally don't care. They're purposely avoiding data in their decision making. And then this person said, actions and accountability should and will be taken and posted a picture of like, by the fucking who? By, I said, by whom? Should, I said, should be, won't be. Who's going to hold them accountable? Like, there's literally no one that's going to do anything. You think like the, somehow the accountability <laughs> sheriff will just show up and take them all to yeah. the big how can you jail? look at what has transpired over the last year and or like a half? literally anything in and, this country? Yeah, or, or, like, oh yeah, or literally. <laughs> I mean, I'm using this is a very yeah. finite timeline yeah, yeah, that yeah, I yeah. have here. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, like go back throughout everything. How do you look at you know the Vietnam War to the Iran Contra affair to the financial collapse to the Pentagon Papers? Yeah. Like, how do you look through American history and think that accountability is something that actually happens? You don't even have to go that far. Just look at like Andrew Cuomo, whose like entire like tenure as governor of New York was nothing but like corruption <laughs> and like just getting money and like doing everything possible to be just such a slimy piece of shit politician you could possibly be. But, you know, since he was brought down for, like, grabbing, like, one of his assistants, like, breasts or something like that, he had to go. Not for any of the corrupt shit he did, because None. every other politician does that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, I think we've talked about this on the podcast, and other leftist podcasts have talked about it. But, like, Democrats straight up put a bullet in the heart of the Me Too movement just so they could get Biden elected. Oh, yeah. yeah. But also, and but and they'll still use that line too, especially after Cuomo was gone too. Was sure. Like, Listen, we hold our leaders accountable too. It's like, but you're still going to bitch about Al Franken being like yeah. forced to resign and like face no other consequences. And you're still going to tweet about uh, Joe Biden and all of the good that he's done since he's been yeah, in office. No one wants to talk about the stuff that Joe Biden did as a senator. as like... Like getting banks essentially have like prima noctum over students with student loans. But right. That was tight. Oh, uh, one thing I was thinking about climate climate change again, but um, and I was also looking through to see if Spencer Cox had anything to say about like the trajectory we're on because the last time he mentioned anything about like COVID, he was essentially he had like the worst, most annoying tweet ever where he. Like, I can't even remember what it was. He ended it with thanks, just like some random reply to someone. What the uh, fucking I'm gonna, passive aggressive little up. bitch. Yeah, it was, uh, what was that? I can't, I'm trying to find that. That was really, oh, I found it. So somebody said, um, you know, Spencer was a like, good news as, as cases have declined for five straight days, which I don't, I don't know about that, but anyway. Well, it didn't today. <laughs> yeah. So someone said, it's good to see Vax numbers up and little victories are important, though three and five days were always classically downward trending, but we're still up significantly and schools are about to start up. Let's say, let's let seven day averages show day over day decreases before singing praises. And Spencer said, there were five days of declines versus the same days last week and the rolling seven day average dropped from 861 one, day, one week ago, and a high of 900 on Wednesday to 827 today. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I got a bit of a bone to pick too about this. Just side note from just how awful and arrogant and shitty Spencer Cox is and how flippant he's been throughout this entire pandemic. But this idea that he will go on CNN or whatever else and talk about how he doesn't read his replies. Motherfucker, this yeah. guy you replied to has 41 followers. Yeah. Don't 
ever sit here and tell me he doesn't read the replies. Oh, he's, he, he is he's absolutely strolled, a reply guy. Oh. He is Jen Rubin <laughs> with the governorship. Oh, he's way worse of a reply guy than any of us even, because yes. like, if you say, talk some shit to me, you go right to the mute oblivion. I'm sorry. Goodbye. I don't care. But <laughs> like, he'll like even try and do like little, bitchy little like replies and he was like you know what we have done everything possible to get this on so you know before you say that to us why don't you say that to the brave working people in the legislature and it's like he'll do this bullshit all the time because he doesn't want to deal with governorship he just wants to have this fucking make-a-wish governorship where he gets to go meet famous people and like flying helicopters with the national guard lead like the utah orchestra ride horses in the days of 47 rodeo this is just me looking at his instagram page yep like he's just glamping but as governor Dude, the rodeo thing was way funny. Um, so, okay, but the point I was, uh, I was originally like on his profile because I was looking, but he, he retweeted something from John Curtis, one of our representatives. And uh, it's, it, it's, it's a quote tweet of, of, of a White House statement saying, um, the White House urges OPEC to pump more oil above and beyond the current 400,000 uh, monthly hikes the car, the cartel is already implementing and it's, I don't know, it's some statement about how, you know, we're going to be pumping more oil because of course, um, <clears throat> but the, the quote tweet from John Curtis was, ah, so that's why president Biden banned federal land leasing in Utah. So we could checks notes, ask Saudi Arabia to send the U S oil. So, and it, Cox retweets that dude, the, these upset, the obsession these people have of, of getting Utah more drilled for oil it's like, it's just so annoying. I it, hate it so much. It's like, also, oh, gotcha, Biden. We want that Saudi oil money instead of drilling our own land. It's like, I, probably. That's, Great. The, that's the partisan <laughs> divide. It's like, we want to destroy the earth with fossil fuels and then Republicans are like, but how about we rape the land here first? <laughs> yes. It's like, it's not enough. Yeah. It's Wait, like, if we're, the Saudis, not, we're not quite finished here and I don't want somebody yes. to get my sloppy seconds. Isn't that insane? It's like, if we're going to get oil... And we're, we're going to support dr- drilling or whatever at this point. Like, let's protect some of, like, the natural wonder we have here instead of... And, and if the Saudis are going to do that, whatever. And if we're going to keep, like, going through that fucking mechanism for the rest of forever, let's keep doing that. But let's, like, stop destroying this land. It should also be noted that, like, John Curtis is, like, the head of the conservative, like... Climate group climate or whatever. Group, which, by the way, is the most, like, greenwashed oh bullshit on God. the planet. Yeah, he's, like, proof that the Republicans care about climate change or whatever. Yeah, which is, like, if you read oh, through their... If you read through their... Like actually, we're about national security and clean fossil fuels. By the way, I'm just going to just take this like weird blank suitcase from an Exxon executive. Dude, yes, I saw the funniest replies in here too. Like someone was talking about, um, you know, like we could get ahead of the curve with solar and and nuclear. And this guy was like arguing against it, saying like, um, why is that not happening? If it's if and the, the person who was making the argument was saying that like solar can be cheaper and all this stuff, and he's like, according to you, why do you think that's not happening? And linked about how John Curtis gets paid forty eight k every year by the oil and gas industry, and then you know this person replies and says that, that doesn't change the actual market dynamics. If it's cheaper, easier, and more durable to install solar panels, why isn't this happening happening at a rate to displace all oil? Like this person seriously th- thinks we live in some type of like market where uh, you know no other forces exist and we'll just oh you know that makes sense we'll just get on on solar because it's cheaper i yeah. love that mindset the market is really going to be wonderful when there's no fucking air 
Yeah. It's, it's to pretend like we're just like, actually like there's just this market where whatever is the cheapest and whatever wins out. It's like, there are forces of capital that stand to make way more money on oil than solar. So that's what's happening. My friend, like, uh, you idiots. Don't you understand the market? I know. Incredible. Like, don't you understand that it's expensive to build solar, wind, and nuclear? <laughs> anyway, the entire Western United States is on fire. I bet you that's pretty cheap. Don't worry about it. Dude, it's just the cost of doing business. I, um, one of my friends, he works for like the Davis County Water Conservancy or something oh, like that. Oh, God. Yeah, he, he's been fully, like, joker-fied, and I, I talk to him all the time about, like, how he doesn't go insane. But he, he did a road trip. He was, like, he's been really disenchanted with how Utah's been handling our water situation, and he's been getting really upset and just, like, feeling very bleak. So he went on a West Coast road trip, and he, like, was in Oregon and Washington, and he was in the Ho Rainforest in, in, in Washington, like, the wettest place in North America. And, like, the ferns are, like, like drying up and like crisping up like how so he's like i left to go get he's like i left to get some like some like inspiration and clarity back into my life and i came back feeling worse than when i left because he just saw how bad like the ecosystems are being destroyed in like other parts of this of this country that you know it's worse there so i mean anyway i swear we'll, we'll talk about some fun stuff at the end of this episode but this has just been like it's just insane so um, oh my lord we we want to briefly bring up an update to some desnat stuff that's been going on fucking owned yeah so um j reuben clark uh has is this twitter account who's been um well tell us about the real guy j reuben clark actually <laughs> oh okay i'll tell you about j reuben clark j reuben clark was an apostle that was actually was in the first presidency during the 1930s and 40s he's most famously known for being a really massive anti-semite um especially during world war ii where there was jewish converts to the church oh yes that's right in, in germany and austria who yep. applied to emigrate to the united states yep. for refugee status and just had to be approved by the church and you know jay reuben clark just ignored it and let them just kind of be fall into the demise of the nazis through uh nuremberg laws <laughs> so fine yeah cool you guy. know cool guy to have as your avatar for literally anything Yep. Yeah, it's it rules that my alma mater has his name on the law school. I love it. Oh, yes. That's on BYU. Did you? Oh, yeah, that's BYU. BYU. No, 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 no my, we bad. Have, my bad. We my have bad. Quinny. We're good. Yeah, yeah. He that's right. The other yeah. one. Actually, Quinny might be a piece of shit too. I don't yeah, know. He probably so, is. Yeah. So <laughs> the guy who was using Ruben J or J Ruben Clark as his like the person he was larping as online or whatever, but uh, his name is Mateus Sicate or something like that. Is that how you say his name? I don't know. Um. But he, it turns out he was an assistant attorney general in Alaska um, in positions representing the state in corrections and civil rights where somebody. Just a great position <laughs> for someone like him to be in. Yeah. So. Yeah. A guy who says that like we should murder every single person who's trans. Yeah. Like and burn also, him to death. Yeah. Yes. And like, he's also always tweeted out like the, like that's not, does that weird thing where they like flirt with like the neo-Nazi, like 14 words thing mm -hmm. where they, they have their own version. That's we must secure the existence of God's people and a future for Latter-day Saint children. Nothing to worry about there. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Let me, I want to be reminded what the, um, 
four, the actual 14 words are. It's like it's pretty like, much just like God's children, but white children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, but don't worry, they mean the, the exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> we, we must secure the existence of our people in a future for white children. And then the, the less less often used because the beauty of a white Aryan woman must not must not perish from the earth, but yeah, we must secure the existence of our people in a future for white children. We must secure the existence of God's people in a future for Latter Day Saint children. Like I wonder what he was going Which for. Which once again mm. is just interchangeable because they don't feel that different about black children either. Yeah. So maybe somebody that's dealing with civil rights cases as a state attorney, like maybe shouldn't be. Well, they were dealing with a case where they were feeding Muslim prisoners pork. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. That's, that's amazing. I love that. That's like some Abu Ghraib shit. Anyway, he's Matthias Sukate out of a job. Yep. So, uh, he was found out and he, he posted some personal identifying information or vaguely. And people found out who he was found out, yeah, shout um, out to Andy and, researchers yeah, out there that and, found this guy. Antifa oh, yeah. smoked him. And like you know, depending on the the type of person, like I like, you know, I'm not always in favor of people getting fired for like old tweets or whatever. This guy has an active like neo-Nazi ideology and he's in a position that is a direct yeah, uh, contradiction from what like he should be doing. And, no, and, I, I totally position. agree too because like I think like at a certain point too, like getting someone fired from Pizza Hut for being a Nazi doesn't really accomplish anything. I don't think. Yeah, it can make. I think sometimes it can just make people worse. People. It, yeah, it'll joker. Yeah. It'll jokerify them. Yeah, if you're further. in like a gray area, I mean, and this is not a gray no, area. No, there, there's at a all. there is a huge difference be- yeah. between someone who's like listen. Uh, I work at Pizza Hut and firing that person is just going to make them really believe that people are out to get them. Yeah. If like somebody is, was to like, yeah, like people getting mad at like Billie Eilish for saying like something vaguely racist towards Asians when she was 13 or something and trying to like conflate that with like neo-Nazis getting fired from their civil rights attorney. Yeah. At the same point too, if you have like someone who's in the position of authority who controls other people's lives, exactly. Exactly. They got to go. You can't have somebody that's posting the 14 words on Twitter. Yeah. And and also also as a civil rights lawyer, it's like, no, if you're, if you're a decision maker and you have people's lives in your hands, no, sorry. Yeah. You got to go hit yeah. the bricks. So that's like, a, that's a yeah. little bit different than like, um, at Walmart, are you comfortable with this? It's yeah. like, you're not really accomplishing I, much Conflating there. all of these things together has been like so messy under like the cancel culture type thing. But like there, there are certain, like each one of these situations can be like through nuance thought through and determined to yeah. be like an appropriate action. And, yeah. And, and this you know is what? a good one that he did not deserve to have that job anymore. Some people deserve to get canceled and he's <laughs> yes. one of them. Yeah. Yes. So you, I mean, if you want to go down the cancel culture road, yeah, that there is a whole lot of nuance and gray area there. This is not one no. of those cases. This is very cut and dry. Yeah, This is, cut like, and this dry, is like, a man who wielded power over other people yeah. who was spewing Nazi ideology and like was, had all sorts of like really nasty uh, violent threats against people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can't, there's a certain line you simply don't cross. No. And I mean, I think that's kind of the, the, the fi- dividing line there between that gray area and that black area yeah. is that once that you control other people's lives, especially as an agent of the state, especially as like in corrections or in like mm-hmm. the judicial system, 
you would have no right to have those views and also hold that post. Yep. Yep. None at all. Agreed. Yeah. So, uh, like some of the stuff he said, like on uh, June 30th, as the protests of, uh, in the wake of George Floyd's murder were in full swing, the account, J. Ruben Clark told the Utah BLM supporter he, he was arguing with on Twitter. He said, you and all of your lying, violent criminal friends belong in prison. He later added, quote, Black Lives Matter is a criminal <laughs> enterprise that murders people and destroys property. In a sane world, you would all be in prison or worse. That is fascinating to me that he, uh, I wonder how any of that came into his brain. But in March, uh, Jerry Clark claimed that accusations of racism were, quote, purely a tool to control people on the right. Going on to ask, quote, try to think of an example of an accusation of racism that helped the right <laughs> or Christians or whites in the last 10 years. Oh, well, I wonder why. <laughs> That's so funny. I, now, I would love my, my guy. Um, DM me. I would oh, love some answers. God. This was the worst. Okay. So yeah, we're, we're on the worst one. 17th of October, 2017, um, responding to news of a drag time story hour event in long beach, California. He wrote, Quote, this demon should be burned to death and everyone responsible for that library event should be in prison. Cool guy. On 16th, August, 2019, he tweeted, quote, people who encourage a kid to think he is di a different sex than what he is, in parentheses, including parents, go to jail for child abuse. Adding that, quote, people who perform or abet sex change operations on kids get the death penalty. <laughs> Where does he think sex changes on kids are happening? Yeah, like, um, yeah. I'm just. Let me just go to the you know go to the like, sex change store. Literally talk to any trans person about like what it takes to actually get a medical procedure. To even to, it's it's insane. Like I would love for him to. I, I wouldn't love because I don't know what would happen. But like literally, just listen to any trans person talk about their experience trying to transition in oh, this it's country. <laughs> it's, it's like it's absolutely almost no. impossible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A good friend of mine. Uh, she's going through that right now and has been for like years and the amount of like hoops you have to jump through as a full grown adult like she is my age she is 28 years old and in order to like the like for anywhere from insurance to psychiatrists everything all the checkoffs that you have to that you have to get it's just insane yeah so. the institutional the institutional like blocks that are put into place to keep yeah. you from actually like having any sort of gender reaffirming care yeah. or like any changes to IDs or anything like that is just absolutely it, mind boggling yeah, to I the know. point and where it's, and it differs state to state as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. So they, yeah, like there are certain people in certain states that are jumping through even more hoops yeah. and they will then have to like cross the border to another state to try to get certain things done. Yeah. It's this idea that, yeah, that you can just, you know, get a, get a doctor's note or like a parent's note, like you're late from school and all of a sudden you're going to have yeah. gender reaffirming surgery is <laughs> yeah. like taxpayer utterly, funded. Utterly yeah. Insane. yeah. Taxpayer funded. <laughs> so you went to the emergency room and got, yeah. And got thanks it. Biden. Yeah, that's right. Oh my God. Um, yeah. yeah. I didn't vote for Biden. All I got was gender reaffirming surgery. That's right. You don't, okay, like, an, here's another one. Quote, you don't have to agree with me about hashtag repeal the 19th to be a faithful saint, but if you find my advocacy for it to be so completely at odds with the gospel that I cannot be a faithful saint, you've not broken your programming and your soul is at risk. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah, the 19th Amendment, you know, you, we got to end that whole women's vote thing. That is such a... So fucking Insane. weird of all the bones to pick. I know. Like, there's like... That, there, one, that one's settled, my, my man. 
Like, come on. Yeah, conservatives, like, especially, like, really fucking reactionary ones, love to want to get rid of two amendments. And one of them is the 17th Amendment because they really want to get rid of the whole direct election of Sanders thing. Yes. Right. And the other one's the 19th because, you know, like, for some reason, you know, yeah. women women shouldn't be filling their brains with those that politics stuff. Yeah. They might get ideas about how, you know, they're equal or something. Yeah. So, and then in 2016, this is the last one I'll mention. The account sent a tweet invo- evoking a pastime when, quote, real history was taught in school. Angry Yentas didn't rule. White men didn't play the fool. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. That is like, that is like so like anti-Semitic that you're like, wow, really? Using like... Being sexist through a Yiddish term, yeah, which yeah. is you means- gotta you've gotta have like a a book of slurs <laughs> to come up with something like that, and you're on page like seventy four. I know yeah, that's like oh wow, man, you just managed to find one that probably hasn't been used since like nineteen twelve. Very good, very very good work. But anyway, so. He lost his job and um, <laughs> my man is a slur connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And there was also some other ones too, like that. Uh, I forget who the other one, but that big hoss guy also got outed too. Mm-hmm. Sucks to big suck. fans of him on Twitter, which was funny. He blocked us, right? Yeah. He blocked yeah. all of us just because like we kept making fun of him. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That like he, was, <laughs> he called us all fat. And then we just like pointed his pictures like, dude, where are you talking about this? Like, look at you. Yeah, which is like the weird go-to for Desnat, despite like not knowing who you are. Like for some reason, uh, obesity is the first, the first jab that's always thrown. I mean, that's the weird thing is because a lot of it feels like projection on a lot of levels too. So much of it. Like I mean, like the way that they use like imagery, kind of like kind of like Brigham Young using knives. It's like so different than what like ISIS does at the same point too. I mean. It's, it's targeting like angry oh, and bitter, yeah. like young men to be like, Hey, listen, you know how the gospel promised you these ideas? Like if you follow these rules, you're going to have like a lasting relationship and marriage in the temple that lasts forever and a good family and a good paying job and a great middle-class lifestyle. Well, a lot of these guys don't fucking have that. No, yep. a lot of them are angry about it too. And they think that they look for the like progmo influences that have ruined the church experience for them. So what they do is they'll be like, well, you know what? If it wasn't for these fucking feminists who you know (laughs) have taken away the right for me to actually have a trad wife and you know these these gay members of the church who think that they they deserve rights well i deserve more rights because i'm a faithful member of the church and they're not and they get angry about that and it just becomes that projection that they just push towards the world and it just it's just insane yeah it's like religion Brought to you by like Reddit incels. It's what, yeah, it's fanaticism. I mean, like fanaticism in religion has always been driven by people who think that they deserve like exaltation for being the most, most faithful. And yep. it really just manifests itself in really strange and horrible ways. I yeah. Mean, there's like a, like a, a sense of entitlement there. Oh, absolutely. Like we deserve a certain thing based on our actions. And that's what we've been promised but that's not what's been fulfilled. Yeah. And it's due to A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It's because they believe it's because of degeneracy of the faith. I mean, yeah. it's no different than like trad cast, like Matt Walsh, who think like totally women should be like brought to heel for like actually like invoking any sort of individuality. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's theocratic fascism. Yep. Which a lot of them will like literally have in their bios. 
Yep. Yeah, they love it. There, yeah. I, I did want to, at some point, we have to talk about that really weird shit with that dude who was running for city council. I forgot. <laughs> we, that, we need to get to Yeah, that was. That North Ogden city council like I, candidate who well, just I, like. Yeah, we, we can briefly mention there's like a dude who's running for city council in North Ogden, a, seemingly completely based on the idea he wants to prevent some like tram from being built or something. I don't really know what his thing is, but he's he, he happens to have hired a team of people to help him get elected and at least one person on that team is a Desnap person who is straight up telling people to read the protocols of the elders of Zion. Yeah. And, and also like wearing a hoodie that has like a beehive and also a fasces on it. Yeah. And yeah, Greg and, it posted some of the most creepy videos I've ever seen on Twitter responding to people who were just saying, maybe you shouldn't have a Nazi on your team. And he just was being such a, he, I honestly can't tell if he's just like in, insanely stupid or, I mean, he's a combination of a lot of things, but yes. It was, but it was like yeah. the only way you can describe those videos is it's like those little videos that like the Joker sent into like the news from like the dark night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was turn over the Batman. It was so weird. Anyway. I do. I do really want to go mountain bike riding with him. <laughs> I'm very intrigued at how good of a mountain biker he Dude, is. His, his van setup looks sick. He's got like yeah. a crazy mountain bike van thing. He's got going on over there. I know. Um, yeah. Anyway, holler at me. Let's go. Let's go hit some trails. Yeah. Let's, let's go, go ride Terror Ridge, dude. A let's anyway, go. speaking of Batman villains, Greg, you had a run in with one. Yeah, that's right. Greg, I tell did. us about your uh, story with the Batman, Batman villain. Number one. Hi, Zenny. <laughs> I miss you. I miss what we had. <laughs> I know that a storm oh. came between us <laughs> and we faced some rough waters. Oh my God. But I miss you. And I want you back in my life. I'm, I apologize for calling you a moron. That was childish of me. <laughs> so during, during our insane like storm, I apologize. <laughs> I have grown as a human you being have. and as a I've man. Been witness I've been to it. therapy. He's been he's been doing he's he's been held accountable. Jordan and I have held him accountable. Yes, this is the accountability podcast now. So we had flash floods that were taking place all over like northern U all over the state actually. And um Greg posted a video of his street with a river going down it. Uh, in a way that none of us have ever seen before. It looked and like a fucking, <laughs> it looked like the Wyoming wave. It, it's a steep ass road too. So it's like it's a dangerous, dangerous situation there. Um, so Greg tweeted a video. Uh, Zenny Jardin was, uh, was going through and retweeting and quote, she was quote tweeting a lot of these uh, videos of people, people were posting because she can't not post. She can't not post. And so Greg Got her good and changed his name to uh, Zenny Jardin is a giant moron, if I remember correctly. Yes. And <laughs> we woke up the next she got, day. She got Klippensteined. <laughs> yes, that's right. Got Klippensteined. And uh, woke up to a very nasty message. She was very nasty to Greg. <laughs> very, very nasty. She was very nasty. She said... She uh, said my Oscar party she, wasn't hot anymore. That's right. She said, yeah. She's like, your your podcast sessions on your child's play equipment are no longer hot. Um, <laughs> no longer hot. Uh, she, uh, she said, she noticed, or someone pointed it out probably to her, and she said, she said, uh, what what exactly did she say? She said something like, may you drown next time, cunt. That's right. Uh, 
And then she deleted that and then started saying Greg was harassing her. In which case, like, and then from there, a lot of her followers started also saying that he was harassing them. We also got accused of being part of the RLDS church. Was it the yes. R or the FLDS church? RLDS church, which is even more mind-boggling because they're all back, <laughs> back east. Yeah, somebody said that the Brigham Young Money people are RLDS church members to her. I mean, and she was like, these you know what? Guilty as charged. Honest. Damn, got me. You know, I'm all about that spiral tower in St. Louis, you know? <laughs> so she, so Zenny also said, like, you know, Greg was harassing me. His podcast, just its own, its existence is harassing me. And the the invite is open for her to join us. On, yeah, seriously. On, uh, D- on a, DM me. It doesn't have to be in person. We can do, we can do Zencaster or something. We, we should also just kind of mention, too, like, what the tweet that set uh, her off the most was Greg replying to being called a cunt. And oh, that's right. Hoping she drowned with, homie, what set you from? And if you don't know what the context is here, it's from an old tweet from Zenny about uh, Nancy Pelosi. Gangster checking Gangster, Donald yeah, Trump. G-checking. Hold on, I have it right here. We're going to read it. <laughs> Y'all who are not from Los Angeles don't understand that what Nancy Pelosi is doing to Donald Trump is. She is gangster checking him. Ask at Snoop Dogg. He's falling. Then someone also just replied to her, I'm from Los Angeles. I've never heard of this. To which she replied, Homie, what set you from? Amazing. Zenny Jardin is from Virginia. Zenny Jardin <laughs> is just a massive liar on like every level too. Like when she was, she says like when she was 12, like she was camping with Guar at like a <laughs> yeah. burnt factory. So, she yeah. was, yeah, she was sm- like smoking weed and doing drugs with Megadeth at the age of six. Guar, the Guar thing was so weird. And then like, um, and if like, you ask Guar, it's like, what the fuck? No. Yeah. The, yeah, that that I, like, we're many things. Was there, we're was not there, was there a Diane Antwood thing too? I don't remember I that one. There anyway, probably was know. because she's just like she tries to be the Forrest Gump of Gen X. Yeah, so. she was all, she was there for all of it. Well, her okay. experiences are just a Mad Lib. Like I was doing blank. They really with are blank. So at blank, and, and she is she is a giant moron. But also, um, so she. She does live in Southern Utah, which is why she was taking an interest in what was happening uh, weather-wise. But um, she, you know, like a lot of people came to her defense and were mad at Greg and Jordan and me for simply <laughs> existing and being friends with Greg. It's because we have dark hearts. We, it's because of yeah, the dark we, energy. We have really dark energy, but you know what? There was a lot of people who also had dark energy because like the podcast following went up by like 150. Shout I out went to up all by like of 200. You. Greg went up by like 400. Yeah. I don't know. It was, <laughs> it was weird. We got a lot of love for that. So yeah. thank you all. But one of the most moronic things she's ever done, um, it's 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 around like Epstein shit, but she, she said the one tweet in particular is one of the most incredible tweets. She said, "If this goes viral," in in response to another tweet she had about Tom Hanks, um, like she said, "So I learned from like the first one was so I learned last night Tom Hanks is one of the people targeted by QAnon. Tom Hanks had nothing to do with Epstein. This is a serious tweet, putting it out there for the record. Some Kevin celebrities Spacey are and were connected to, but Tom no, leave that guy alone." And then she followed that up with. If this goes viral, I'm a 50-year-old, which, why would that first tweet go viral? It was really weird, and the wording was shitty. If this goes viral, I'm a 50-year-old retired tech journalist who was in the middle of a Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell's crime influence network and didn't realize it till 2019. It sounds like a hell of an indictment. Well, you're a great journalist. (laughs) 
<laughs> so now I'm sharing what I experienced and witnessed and have gathered from sources. Receipts always. Okay. So taking that at face value, she is either uh, a complete idiot and giant moron in Greg's terms if she didn't actually know what was going on, knowing that Jeffrey Epstein had been charged in 2009 with like soliciting a prostitute from a child and which was uh, a, like a charge that was got went way down from what he really should have been charged with. So she's either just a complete idiot or knew that and is bad or she's lying about this, which is also a, a gigantic. Yeah, that also, <laughs> but I think the most likely scenario is like you guys are saying Forrest Gump of Gen Xers. She's just lying about this. Cause she thinks it makes it set, just, her sound. She's sick. a cloud chaser. Dude. So she, if she thinks this makes her sound cool, she's a giant moron. It all, almost all these roads, the best case scenario is a giant moron. Like no matter what. Gawker so. was calling Jeffrey Epstein a billionaire pedophile in 2015. Yeah, it, yeah. I pulled up the article just to make sure it wasn't like 2017 or something. Yeah. And she's saying she didn't realize it until 2019. Te- she's, she's a, she's a journalist, man. Come on. Give her a I mean, break. Some of us are late bloomers. <laughs> so that was a fun day. That was a fun day online uh, with the Zenny Jardin. And then we, I, I will say really quickly yeah. though, to Zenny, I, much like the Bloods and the Crips back in the 90s. Right, in those sets. And, and with their sets, I think our sets can come together. <laughs> I think so. And too. I would like to <laughs> offer an olive branch. I know you got that loud. <laughs> I know you got that fire. Come on the pod. Dude, come I know. Come talk to us. We, we are, dude, she's we got, are sweet, sweet boys. She's got hella loud growing down there, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, she's just, yeah, I just want to hit some, like pure kill with uh with Zenny Jarden <laughs> yeah, and like, record. Zenny, again, my apologies. Let's bring our sets together. I think I think it's time. Um but you know, we have another nemesis, unfortunately. And both of these are caused by you guys. I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting in confrontations online very much these days. Kyle is Twitter's good boy. Yeah, I, I am Twitter's best boy. Um but and then you got the shit postmaster generals over here. That's right. Just, I just watch what my co-hosts do online. I'm like, oh my god. You just catch strays. That's all I you do. People will like be like, yeah, you're dude. by association. And as for you, I don't know you, but I'm sure you're a jerk. Man, I've only been here a few minutes. What's going on? Yeah, dude. I just I'm like I think my friends are nice, and they're like, what the fuck did you just say? Block. And I'm coming to your house and killing you. But um. Yeah, so <laughs> something awful happened, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> this is the last time I'll ever defend you guys by saying you're nice. Um, I'm the sweetest boy in the world. I sit at home all day and work a job, and I'm a dad. I know, like, I'm like in between, like, w- when I'm working, I see like another like person that my friends are fighting online and like writing op eds about. It's it's really it's really insane. I'm about to be named in the Deseret News for what I did to Bethany Mandel. So yep. this is awesome. So. Oh my god. Twitter's I, bad boy. Did she delete her original tweets? No, I don't think so. Honestly, good for her, because like she got smacked for, for that. Because um, it's fucking oh, gross. She didn't. Okay, so she said related. 
This is on August 5th. How strange. So this is Bethany Mandel, I'll, I'll, uh, the, who is a new mercenary that the Desert News has brought in to be a contributor. Um, her husband is Seth Mandel, who is the executive editor of the Washington Examiner. Um, oh. Just <laughs> so we're all on the same page about Ma- who Imagine this. putting that in a resume and just not like wanting to just like throw yourself in front of a bus. Yeah, this is this is a power couple. So she tweeted, how strange is it that progressives see scaring their children into wearing dirty bacteria field cloths on their faces for eight to nine hours a day without complaint are as evidence of their amazing parenting. She gets massively ratioed and said, um, we have multiple masks that we frequently wash. Our kids don't wear the same mask every day. LOL. And she said, this mask is like this after one day and posted a picture of the inside and outside of a mask that has been, you can only say soiled (laughs) by what? I'm not sure. I I feel bad for the kids because the only thing I can think of by looking at this is it looks like they have some sort of like horrible 19th century disease, like consumption. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Her kids have the black lung. She's like, they're just, like, you just have two kids who pretty much have like the lung consistency of Doc Holiday. But like, <laughs> dude, I know. But so, like, she, it looks like the inside of like, oh. a, a, of like a theater popcorn tub. Oh, no, man. it looks like a dude. mask they put on you, like Little C- at, like oh. Caesar's Palace. I almost said Little Caesar's, but like the mask they put on you at Caesar's Palace so you don't vomit on yourself and yeah. they're wheeling you out. Yeah, this is, <laughs> it's really tough to look at. And devoid of context, it's even funnier because she just has a tweet that says, this mask is like this after one day with this insane <laughs> mask. And it's got 28,000 quote tweets. Like one of like the biggest... Like she just got absolutely smoked and it was an amazing ratio of like, we'll never ever see again because honestly it's just like every single one's like, good God, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I no mean, one has ever seen a mask that's was, looked like that. She she put out a tweet that got like wilt plus numbers. Yeah, dude. People, people are built, people are moving to LA based on like the quote tweets they laid down on her for to start a new career in like posting. <laughs> for, for a couple hours on Twitter, you just scroll through and just like, you'd see nothing but the mask. Mask, and then the every other post would be like, please, God, don't show me the mask again. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. Like she, I mean, we all know that in the game of Twitter, uh, the goal is to not be the main character. That's right. That all time tweet every day. Was, there is a main character and the goal is to never be it. Yes. But she's a multi time winner. She is. Yeah, she, yeah, she's, she's like, I don't know, like Let, let's 2007 take, Patriots. Yeah. Let's just take a, like a, a, a toll really quick of all the ones that she's been like, she's been like the main character for. There was the let's be friend Nazis. Yeah. Uh, we need to be friends with, we need did. to be friend neo-Nazis. It was an article she wrote. The other uh-huh. article which, that she wrote in response is saying the left turned me into a Nazi. That's right. That was even better. Then there which was a literal Matt Boars cartoon. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and yeah. then it got on to the, uh, <laughs> And then once COVID started, there was like the, listen, we might have to kill grandma, but we really want to go to the zoo. Yep. <laughs> yep. She, uh, all, yeah. Classics. Yeah. It was that, that, uh, so much for the tolerant left while wearing a fucking swastika. Um, yeah, it was so, okay. So after that, wait, we, and wasn't there the one where she was saying something about like how the left's wokeness changed her mind oh, on, gay, on, marriage. on yes. gay marriage Dude, that's the most turf shit ever where they say listen i supported gay marriage until all this until all this trans shit like that's where i drew the line and she was one of those people where she was like 
the le- yeah the transgenderism essentially made me rethink my support of gay marriage it's like why <laughs> yeah all that lgb alliance stuff really is just to like marginalize yeah. the, the lgbt community and then just divide and conquer yeah right. it's that that was one of that was one of her more i mean all of them are pretty sinister but this is this one is just comical because she's a psycho ever since so once once she got dunked she went it was the dunks heard around the world. She got um, dunked to hell. She really did. I mean, yeah, like she was Brandon Knight and everyone on Twitter was DeAndre Jordan. That's right. And yeah, she, she was Chris Dudley and everyone was Shaq. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just wrapping their, his, his big old chubby she, legs around her. She was big and down. She wrote a column which was the equivalent of Chris Dudley throwing the ball at Shaq. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she really did. And that column that she wrote in the Deseret News, so sponsored by the Mormon Church. Per- perfect. It's so good. It's it rules so hard. They brought her that, in. That she that literally lives in New Jersey. Writer. She lives in New Jersey, and she's writing op-eds for the Mormon Church it's via so Deseret good. News. And this is the title, and then the subhead. I tried to show the struggle of kids in masks. The internet shamed me as a mom instead. Parents like me are the cautionary tale for anyone who dares to stray from the Pinterest perfect narrative. And of course. I saw this yesterday morning, had a gigantic smile on my face because it's like waking up on Christmas morning and seeing (laughs) presents underneath the tree because you know you're in for a treat when there's something that stupid to begin with. So I screen capped that little section right there, the, the, the title of the article and the little byline. Yep. And then posted to Twitter with just the heading, we all knew it was coming. And then I... Turned off my phone, my Twitter, turned off notifications, didn't want to look at it again. Looked at it the next morning, and I had 23,000 likes. Oh, man. <laughs> so the dunk, you, the dunk uh, river continued. Can you read that byline for me one more time? It's so good. Um, parents like me are the cautionary tale for anyone who dares to stray from the Pinterest perfect narrative. Wait, can you remind me again which paper this is being uh, De- written in the deseret news and who is the deseret news's uh readership mainly consist of dude who knows at this point she's writing about not being pinterest perfect for pinterest perfect draper moms i know it's so good like the irony of her writing about that particular topic in the deseret news is Absolutely delicious. Yeah, she's it, writing so this article good. for the Amber filler ups of the world. <laughs> exactly. By the way, I will never get tired of saying that name. I'm going to say this many no, times as I can. It's incredible. Yeah. So she writes a full op-ed. This isn't worth reading. Um, she's just complaining about how like, you know, everyone that saw this is essentially saying that she should have her kids taken away from her rather than just making fun of like the tweet and becoming the main character on Twitter. It's like really not that serious. Um, but she wrote like just an incredible article. Just fucking log off. The main picture of the article is the same exact dirty fucking mess. It is literally the headline image. And then she like, after one paragraph posts, her tweet. Her, it's in there twice. It's in it's there literally, twice. Like, it looks like she Why would took, she do this? She took a cup of coffee with, like, an incredible amount of cream. 
Yeah. And then poured it in the mask. Dude, new new drip copy coffee method just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah, that's what we're she, we're making cold brew with Bethany right. Mandel masks. It's a really good pour over. So yeah, it's it's great, but those are my those are my I'm proud of my my, my two my two co hosts for causing shit storms. Or be, oh, also I forgot to mention that uh Jordan also got Bethany with the same the same Klippenstein trick. And uh, what did you change your name to today? <laughs> I, I uh, changed my name to Bethany has a doo-doo mouth. <laughs> yep, because she quote tweeted Jordan's tweet that was uh, about that we all saw it coming. And she, but what did she even say? I don't, I don't even remember. She said point. like something like the, I wish I had money for all the real estate I have in people's brains, which is like, first off, I don't know what kind of flex it is because people are just saying like, dear God, what is the, like, what is coming out of your mouth? <laughs> it's like, how can you own people's like, Oh, jealous much. I'm just in your brain. She's like, uh, the kid was at summer camp. And I'm like, but what was coming out of his mouth into the mask? It's like it's like the South Park episode where they shit out of their mouths. I Who's know. your fucking kid, Linda Blair? That's right. <laughs> oh, Jesus anyway. Christ! So, yeah, we're having fun online. That's the only way, only the way we can survive this we are existence. Decorated veterans of the I, posting I, wars. I swear right. we're not going to talk about posting every single time. Like we Those have are just other hilarious. things we talk about. Yeah, it's just also. When it when magic strikes, you have to acknowledge it. That's right. I just love man, just two powerful posters, Zenny and Bethany. Bethany is just oh, and it, oh, we also have to talk about it at some point in in another episode. The guy who believes the Jazz will win the championship oh, by God's time. My favorite person. He honestly on Twitter. is amazing. He's like one of my favorite people on Twitter. I have never seen, never come in contact with somebody with a bigger galaxy I, brain. Honestly, it's. I, I'm kind of coming around to thinking about it. You know what? May, may, maybe it is Providence that we're going to get a championship because uh, Ryan Smith owns a team, despite the fact that like Larry H. Miller was also uber Mormon. Yeah. Larry who, Miller who was, was so Mormon. He wouldn't allow Brokeback Mountain in his theaters. He bought BYU a softball field. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I, I honestly wonder why I, I want to like, I, I had, I, I posted that was the most shit I got onto online recently was sharing with his thoughts, but I honestly genuinely wanted to have a conversation with him. Cause I was really curious. Uh, he's so dead set in his brain about all these things happening on God's time. Like the Olympics happening right after nine 11, uh, the bucks being bad with bad boy Jabari Parker, but being good with goody boys, Sam Merrill and, um, other the BYU dude. Elijah Bryant Elijah Bryant yeah. he yeah. thinks they won because who, Elijah Bryant and Sam yeah, Merrill Elijah Bryant team. who played a grand total of 17 seconds in the I NBA honestly, I, I played nearly the same amount of time on that finals team as we Elijah bo- Bryant we all did. played as much as Sam Merrill we, we, had, we, we all had the same plus minus <laughs> but they were faithful boys Jabari was too ashamed of his of his faith so that's why the Bucks didn't win before but we're, we've just encountered some of the most empower, powerful posters that lately is, and I just am so fascinated Honestly, that's the same logic as like that young conservatives post. Like, I bet if the troops got a football team together, they would dominate the yeah. NFL. <laughs> Dude, that one is incredible. I mean, it's so good. It's even funnier thinking about that. There's like an entire like group of people who post on Cougar Board that are BYU football fans who honestly have thought the same thing about BYU. That oh they're, yeah, Cougar like, Board is a treasure trove yeah. of galaxy brain. Ness. Yeah. Yeah. If they ever lose to Utah in a football game, go to Cougar Board and just like enjoy your evening. You're gonna yeah, have a great it, time. Right. Right after. Yeah. Right after the the 
horn sounds for yeah. the uh, end the, the end of the fourth quarter. Head straight over to cougarboard.com. It is unbelievable. It's, they had they seem to also be struggling with like some type of faith crisis as well. That like how could the Lord's team continue to lose to the debauchery? That is represent that that the University of Utah represents. You know, like, like every time that happens, they're like, "God, like, why, why am I being forsaken? Like, why will not, why will God not just let BYU football beat Utah? Like just, every time they have that, just a bunch of Rod and Todd motherfuckers. <laughs> it really is, dude. It's incredible. I honestly, I'm like sad. I'm not one of those guys. A little bit. Just that would be a fun way to live. Gallant everywhere. Except for uh, Goofus, always seems to win. Yeah. Anyway, Aaron, if you're listening, I know you're not, but I would love to talk to you again sometime. I'll strike up a conversation. Come on the pod. Open invitation. Really funny to her, to him, and and Zenny. A lot of people were like, I mean, okay, I get why people would clown on him or whatever, but like, I people that have that power, that powerful of like a mindset, I'm just like way more intrigued because I change my mind about like shit all the time. I'm way unsure. Like I, I feel like I'm very nihilistic about a lot of things. And this guy's out there saying that like God's directing, you know, the bucks to sign Sam Merrill or Elijah Bryant. They, they, they saved him from Israel so he could escape Hamas. So he could help the bucks win a championship by playing 10 seconds in a finals game. Like that's the type of, that's like one of the most incredible mind palaces that I would love to explore. And I think that's great. So maybe one day I'll talk to Aaron. It's just like the sports version of the secret. It's awesome. I love it. The 49ers haven't, haven't won a Super Bowl since Steve Young was there. I know. Think about it. They, it, it has to be because they had, it's the last time they won a Super Bowl, they had Colin Kaepernick. That's right. As their quarterback. It just, it makes total sense. But boys. did they win with Colin Kaepernick? They did not. They did so, not. You know, That's what exactly what I mean. Pro-American Mormon. That's the ticket. But Steve Young didn't serve a mission. I wonder how that factors into the calculus. Oh, I wonder well, how many he, points you lose by not he, serving a mission. He's got the magic profit blood from Brigham Young. So. Oh, that's right. He he got permission to not serve a mission. So he could it, do more help for the church by playing football. He he has that rich man exemption that that's the right. church has. <laughs> that's where you can right. do pretty much whatever you want just because they know that oh, net worth is still going to come back in. Listen, yeah. I'm just super stoked to see the Jets become the next dynasty now Dude, that they have same. Zach Wilson. Yeah. You know, everything's just going great for the jets. I mean, they, they got the, their quarterback, you know, BYU Zach Wilson. Yeah. Kind of a shame that their past game coordinator fucking died. Yes, dude. They'll, oh, they'll make it work. Man, yeah. Imagine. I'm just I like, mean, that's just, that's just the test in God's plan. I'm just thinking how funny I was never like under much pressure to go on a mission. And I was well checked out by that point. But I'm thinking about like, if I'd gotten to that age, that age and I, like I've been thinking about it, decided not to. And I told my parents, like, I think I could just do like more work for, for God, more God's work on like Xbox live on halo three. <laughs> hey, you ever think about the gospel? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'd be like, I just feel I've been talking to God lately. And I think that my calling is, is to be on Xbox live like a lot more than I am now. That, that's yeah. exactly why I it's post. to do Adderall when I'm in college and stay up all night instead playing Xbox. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to like drop I mean, out of college. I mean, I think I did negative missionary work on Xbox Live, and I played like college football as Utah, and that's just like right. stomp someone. Like, yeah, that's right. Don't ever come to this bitch ass state. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. I love it. Well, uh, man, it's good to see you guys. It's good to IRL. see you too. So good. Wow. Well, it's summer's ending. 
we're going into a new season soon and we're going to be having a lot of fun along the way. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it's, it's just clear skies from here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nothing to worry Nothing. about. Nothing but blue skies. That's right. Well, boys, let's call it a night. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Any final words? Oh, me? Yeah. You want me to have some final words? Sure, if you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> give to our Patreon. We we like it when you guys like actually give us money. We mainly just use that for good causes. Yeah, we're around. just donating that money to the bail fund for bail funds. Uh, uh Yeah, for the for the July 9th protesters. Yeah. Um, yeah, so patreon.com slash Brigham Young Money. Uh, like I said, we don't, I don't think we've taken a cent from that for ourselves. Yeah, at all. you just get, uh, yeah, exactly. You'll you get extra content, but your money just gets donated to stuff that we choose to donate to. You don't get to choose where your money goes to, but our we money is going to, trust to us. build a real life version of Aaron's Mind Palace. <laughs> Dude, I've constructed the That'd blueprints. Be beautiful. That'd be incredible. One day we'll just, uh, essentially just make our own church and then just have the donations go towards that. That would know? be really funny. We like start a church and then just use all the money that's donated just for like bail funds. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. idea. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Bye everyone. Bye. Yo.